welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast, where we believe that you deserve to live the life of your dreams, and we are here to help you make that happen. I'm Kelly Mason, and welcome to episode number 17. Today, we're going to be talking to my friend Farhana. You might know her on Instagram as xo.farhanabalayage, or maybe from her salon, The Beige Label. Her work is incredible. Her spirit is just gorgeous. She's such a sweet person, and I am so excited for you to be able to hear her story about how she went from having a pretty simple life to becoming an international educator, a brand ambassador for Red Ken, owning her own salon, The Beige Label, and we're going to talk about how she used to be working out of a garage and how that really shaped her and humbled her as she's gone on this journey to expanding her own business. We also talk a little bit about her family life and how she stays really grounded, how she can recharge herself in nearly five minutes. This girl is just on the go all the time. If you do follow her, you will see her amazing stories on Instagram, and she shares the parts of her life that are just so cool. And it really inspires me to just keep going. And I know that this episode will inspire you to follow your dreams and follow your heart and also stay humble on the journey getting there. So plug in and tune out and check out this episode with Miss Farhana. Farhana. Hi. How are you today? Hi. I'm really good. How are you? I am amazing. I am so happy to have you on. You're so just vibrating with energy and so sweet and refreshing. I'm really, really stoked to talk to you a little bit deeper today. Thank you you so much for inviting me. Yes, my Canadian friend. (laughs) Is it it freezing up there too? No, it's pretty nice actually. It's super sunny where I am. So even when it gets cold, it's just like bright and light and it's great. Oh, you're lucky. I'm in Michigan and we are like gray and dark all the time it's like my cozy time where I just turn super introvert and I just want to stay inside yeah I love the season for that for sure so you have been just jet setting all over the place I so we met about two years ago and your whole world has flipped completely around and I'm I'm really excited to get into that you've just been jet setting all over I love seeing all of your insta stories and stuff on planes and it's so cool (laughs) yeah it's been wild it's been crazy and fun and um definitely not anything that I imagined so it's um yeah it's 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 been nuts but lovely so tell us a little bit about about you what's what's been happening in the last couple of years and then we'll kind of dive a little bit later into your journey from like the beginning of being a hairdresser to how you got here now. But I'm really curious what's been going on in the last couple of years. So, wow, lots. So I guess in the last, I'm just coming up to a year of owning my salon. Um, we opened um, just like 11 months ago. So I'm just about to hit that year mark, which is crazy. Um, I worked as a commission stylist in a salon for eight years um and basically you know there was never a dream of owning a salon it was just kind of like almost like I I had to that was the next move for me and so I just had to to that role and it was pretty crazy and um there was a a six-month period from when I went from 
being an employee to opening my salon because of the construction and it was a new build. So I definitely did it the hard way. And I, I found a place that was like a completely brand new development. Um, I didn't just take over a salon and renovate it. So I definitely did it the hard way. So there was a six month period where I wasn't working and, um, that was a really humbling experience. And I'm, uh, you know, I can expand on that again when we talk a little bit more about like my whole journey, but I ended up opening my salon, um, with just myself and, um, one assistant and, um, just really wanted to take my time and make sure that I was filling my chairs properly. So did all that. And, um, just about to hire um, my fifth employee now. And uh, it's been a lot of traveling. I didn't anticipate this much teaching and traveling this year. I actually thought I was going to just take a seat back from, um, you know, just from all the traveling and teaching and stuff. So I could really just be present with my staff and my salon and um, just be really hands on with it. But of course, you know, these opportunities come up and it's really hard to say no to them. So I end up working five days a week behind the chair and then Saturday I usually take a flight and I'm flying somewhere for Sunday, Monday, and I fly back Tuesday and get right back to my clients. So my clients don't really feel that I'm not here, even though I feel like on Instagram, they think I'm never here, but I'm still full time behind the chair with my staff and I train them on my days off. And um, it's been, it's been a wild journey. Just seeing their growth um, has been probably the biggest dream come true for me. It wasn't actually opening my salon. It was seeing, seeing like the fruits of like, it's just, it's been really, really fulfilling to watch them grow and to see them kind of thrive in, in, in my, in my environment that I wanted to create. So yeah, it's been really emotional. It's been really beautiful and crazy and wonderful. And I've had a great support system and I, you know, I always have to thank my parents cause they always dog sit for me. Cause that's definitely a, <laughs> a stress when you have a pet. That is a necessity. <laughs> yes. It is a necessity because it's always like, hey, you got to get on a flight next week. And it's like, I never have to think twice about who's going to take the dog, which is great. So um, that's been great. I have great a great family support um, and my significant other has been lovely. So my world is crazy. It's full. It's um, it's like thriving and, you know, but um, but yeah, like these quiet moments that I get to like chat. Very appreciated. Oh you know, it gosh. gives me a chance to reflect and and uh, look back and it's like been an incredible incredible year for sure I did not know that you were behind the chair five days a week kudos to you <laughs> that is crazy No, it's it's nuts and I feel like I don't I can't share all that stuff because I'm so present with my clients that I often forget to be like oh I'm back at the salon today mm. um but my clients know and they may feel like I you know they always joke that they're like were you not just in LA like this morning <laughs> I'm like yeah I actually was but you don't need to know how tired I am because I'm still here for you that okay so so what is amazing about hearing you say this is you're not even skipping a beat like if anyone else were to tell me this they're like oh my gosh it's just you know I'm exhausted you're like how do you have so much energy (laughs) you know what I I don't know if I have the energy I just know that this is what life is demanding of me Mm. right now so it's just a lot of like stepping into the role, like, okay, I'm off of the plane, I'm done being a content creator, I'm done being like this influencer person. And now I have to step into the role of like leading my team and being present for my clients, because I do that simultaneously where I'm coaching my team what when they're with their, their models and their clients. And then I'm still being a stylist and an artist and a friend to my clients who's in my chair. And at the same time, running a business. Like I don't have a salon manager right now because I just, I want to know every part of my business before I hand it off to someone to help me with certain things. So I'm still in that really like early toddler year, you know, I'm still an infant 
it as a salon owner. So I'm still like, I want to learn it all before I pass it to someone. So yeah, in like my 10 hour day at the salon, I'm wearing a lot of hats and it's just like, okay, this hour I'm doing this when my client's processing, I can help my staff. I can answer emails. I can like do receipts. Like it's just a lot. And it's just like, I think just not trying to overwhelm myself um, with all of the responsibility um, and not thinking of it as stressed. Like this is really crazy, but I opened on December 19th and on December 20th, Tony Robbins was in my city for a business conference. Mm -hmm. And um, my boyfriend bought me tickets to, for my birthday to go see him. Cause I'm like obsessed with anything that's self-development. Did you so go I was to like, U UPW? I don't know what it was called. It was a one day. Okay. Um, and it, it was it was amazing because it was like my second day of opening and I, I already closed my doors and I'm like what am I doing <laughs> like this is this is terrible but I'm like I think I need to do, do this like I need to do it and the biggest thing I took away from that is not using the word stressed because I think mm -hmm. in my my stages of construction I was always like I'm stressed I'm stressed and I had to realize that it's not that I'm stressed it's just that I don't have the answer like it's mm -hmm. really we get stressed because we don't really have the answer to what we're doing so it stresses us out like it's just like a natural you know, reaction. And so I think just taking that word out of my vocabulary and out of like my inner dialogue has been a huge help that I'm not stressed. I just, I, I, I just need to be resourceful with what is the thought process and what is my next action or the next thing I need to tackle. Um, and I'm very much like a by the hour person. I'm not, I'm really looking at things like, like really like tight, like in this hour, this is what I have allocated in this hour, this is what I have allocated. So it's hard on my personal life when like, I want to meet a friend for coffee. And I'm like, I really only have an hour to get to this meeting. And, but you know, it's just juggling. And it's, it's just finding the people that understand that. But yeah, I don't know, I guess it's like, I just know that life is demanding that of me. And I'm super grateful, because I know a lot of people look at that. And like, I wish I was there. Um, and I'm always like, girl, no, you don't like, trust me. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's been great. It's been lovely. It's really beautiful that you know, you said that you closed your doors the second day because you're following your heart. And sometimes that's one of the hardest things for us to do, I think, is to listen and just slow down and listen. Like, what do I need right now? What do I need to do right now? And sometimes that's go, 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 go. And sometimes that's shut the doors today and go to Tony Robbins. Like, yeah, you have to listen to your heart, even though your mind might be telling you, you can't close the doors. What are you thinking? You just opened it last week. Like we have to stay open. And your heart's like, no, 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 no. We need to do this for us, for Hannah. Let's go. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a really yeah, cool. Yeah, definitely. You seem very in tune with your inner guidance and your inner voice, allowing that to just yeah. kind of carry you through this whole journey that you're on right now. And um, it's probably why you've progress so quickly and everything seems to be pretty stable like I don't look at you in your life you know knowing you two years ago going oh my gosh she's gonna crack at any moment I'm like wow she is getting it and <laughs> humble and just grounded like I, I would say one word that I would have to describe you in is like really grounded do you feel like that or do you, are you yes. like no yeah no I definitely do and I have to attribute that whole part of me to my parents like a hundred percent me grounded um they don't really understand the instagram world my mom literally just got instagram last week and it's kind of freaking me out because <laughs> <laughs> she'll like comment on the wrong thing i'm like oh no my mom. gosh that's so cute um and she literally just follows me and my sister and it's super adorable but they don't really get they don't really understand all of the stuff that's happening and all of the trips and all the opportunities and speaking events 
they don't get it. So they're very much like, um, they just keep me really grounded and they keep me very sane and very humble. And no matter where you go, you know, I think my parents really instilled in us, like, just don't lie, don't cheat and don't steal. Whatever you do, follow those three things. Um, my parents aren't business owners, so they don't, I don't come from like an entrepreneurial background. Um, they never told my sister or I that we needed to like build these businesses and, you know, they um, definitely, I think, are super proud of us, um, but they always stick to that. So they keep us really grounded no matter where we're going or all of the exposure, anything, really. It's just like, um, just, you know, stay humble, stay grounded. It's, it's, this, it's this contrast of like, you know, I'm amazing to don't even really care. You know, it's having that contrast, I think, that keeps you really sane. Yeah. For sure. If you're parents aren't the ones kind of guiding you in business do you have somebody who has taught you how to grow this mega successful beige label and the farhana whole empire or is this just something natural that you have an eye for like marketing and branding and just i have to say yeah like i think i'd have to say that i am really obsessed with branding um and like evoking an emotion um, and staying really consistent with what I know I can be sustainable with. I think that was a thing for me. It's like, if I'm going to create something and I want it to evoke an emotion and make people feel a certain way, can I actually be consistently doing that? Or is this something that I can just do for a year because it's cool right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd say my parents were super, um, a huge part of it in the sense of like giving me the guidance in terms of like just bouncing ideas off of because I wasn't really vocal and I wasn't speaking to anybody about all the things that I wanted to create. I didn't have like physical mentors in my life. I think I was turning to to books and podcasts a lot and just mm-hmm. looking at um, on, on a really big scale. Like I was looking at people like Ed Milet and like Ty Lopez and Gary Vaynerchuk. I was looking at these big people that aren't in a hair world and they're like doing it in like the billion dollar mark. So mm-hmm. I don't know why I was just looking to that. But to me, it was like it was it had to be like a slow climb. And um yeah, I guess like it wasn't really I didn't have like somebody that was like, this is how you open a business. This is how you brand. And I felt like if I ever did have those conversations with people, I just felt like I was not necessarily beyond it. But just mm-hmm. I was kind of like, yeah, I've thought about those things. I'm kind of looking at something on a bigger scale now. Can do you have any feedback? And it was always just kind of like, well, no. And I was like, OK, I think I'm just like on my own doing my own thing. So, yeah, it was definitely just a lot of my parents just kind of like giving me guidance in the sense of like this feels right or this is not right or they know me really well so yeah it seems that like you have a very visionary mindset you're probably a really great manifester <laughs> I, I would like I would like to think so but I think some people are like that's so lame and so fluffy and I'm like I don't think it is though no I think you're that, right like manifesting is definitely one of those buzzwords that's floating around the the ethers right now but really at the core of it it's just holding a really strong intention to a vision or a dream and allowing like surrendering to that playing out which I mean everything you've said so far is like following your heart letting it just go like having a really strong vision and everything just you know you're you're one of those people where everything seems to work out for them but really it's not because you're lucky it's because you're very intentional very smart with your choices and I think that that's something that 
people get a little bit confused sometimes is like, you know, this isn't working out for me. I really have this big dream and I want this to happen. Maybe that they want to be an educator or an influencer or open a salon and they get stuck and they just feel like they keep looking at the number on their Instagram going, it's not working. It's the algorithm. This isn't happening for me. How come these other people are getting there and I'm not? And I think the the little golden nugget there is you know, these simple, like it's simple. It's way more simple than it seems. It's just allowing that to happen for you and not judging, comparing, resisting, you know, what you're, you have in your mind. Yeah. It's, I think it's also like a lot of having like grit, like you need to have Mm. that grit that when something goes a little bit off the path and there's a detour, it's not like, I'm not going to let one day or one bad week or one bad month set me back. It's just like, okay, pause. Let's move around this. Like the obstacles aren't in the way they are the way they are. Mm. They, that's, that's the journey. So, um, yeah. So what is Crazy. your, what is your day to day look like? Like you're planning, <laughs> you're scheduling, like when you wake up in the morning and you look at your schedule, like, what do you, how do you handle all this? Like getting all of your content out on, you know, the beige label and your own page and like probably setting up emails and calls and how do you, how do you do all that? I'm still working through that. So I'd love your advice. It's, um, yeah, it's, I feel like it's a lot of having like systems and processes. So for the beige label salon, we are completely online based. We don't have a phone for people to call in. Um, you can't walk into our salon. So we're completely online, which definitely alleviates some of that, like um, the answering the phone calls and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. We do get a lot of emails though. So I spend a lot of times curating our emails and the copy on that has to be really consistent and really friendly, but still really professional because I want to set that tone for our salon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do spend a lot of time on that because we were a full homeless salon basically when an email comes in I respond like we're responding immediately um and so that definitely takes away some of my time from doing other things but that's what keeps our full like you know my assistants they do models and they're booked out for like a month at a time and that's like kind of unheard of when you're an assistant Mm -hmm. um you can't get in with them and it's because I've really worked hard to make sure that our books are full. And the only way they're going to be full is having that like correspondence with your clients and staying in touch with them. I don't, I don't put out an ad and say, Oh, you know, we're booking, like call us. No, it's like this constant um, correspondence to make sure that the right client is coming through the door. And then we're able to deliver on what we do because we're so specialized. Um, So like a day to day for me is a lot of, you know, I, I love making lists and I'm always, making sure that aligned with my list. So if I put something on my list and, you know, the day comes to get that done, if it's not aligned with what like my vision is for what I need to accomplish that week, it gets off the list and it's bumped into next week. Where do you put your list? Something like, I'm curious. So I use like, I use a passion planner for sure, which, um, a girlfriend of mine used, uh, told me to use and I'm really basic and sometimes just use like my reminders on my phone, like just like the iPhone reminder thing. It's easy there. I can check it off. It's gone. I can look at it again if I need to, but I'm really basic with my list. Um, sometimes they're just on a sticky note and I just stick it to the back of my phone, but it keeps me organized and I don't have to like lug this like laptop around with me everywhere I go. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how I do my day to day. And 
you know, li- little things that are, or things that are important to me. Like I, I need to like get my back lock on my salon door matching the same key to the front. Cause I don't want to carry two keys. And it's been on my list probably since January and it still hasn't been done. But it's like, you know, like it's important, Ugh. but it's not a priority. And, but then things that are a priority are like, you know, respond to that client that wants to get in for corrective color. Like yeah. that's a priority. So it's just a lot of just like prioritizing. And I don't like using the word balance because I don't really think there is such thing as balance. <laughs> I think oh it's literally gosh. just juggling and prioritizing. Yeah. You know, I think this word balance is something that is so unattainable. And I think we beat ourselves up trying to get there. So yeah, I love lists. I love a, just a good sticky note with a bunch of things I need to do. It feels good to check it off. Oh my gosh, I know. I use Asana. Have you ever looked into that? A-S-A-N-A. Oh my gosh, it will change your life. A-S-A-N-A. Hashtag not an ad. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But if they want to be an ad, hey. Um, Yes, it's an app you can put on your phone. You can also use it on your desktop. And I am obsessed with it. I have my whole team on there, graphic designer, um, web uh, designer on there. Um, people who do tasks for me, run Instagram pages, all the stuff on there and you can create lists. Oh, it'll be your dream list after list <laughs> and you can assign projects and you, oh can ass- you can assign people tasks. Um, yeah, that might be something you might like. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Downloading today. For yeah. Sure. It's, That's the, amazing. it's the only way I've been able to get through doing all of the things, but, um, I heard That's about perfect. it from, um, and have learned a lot more how to use it from Jenna Kutcher. Have, have you ever heard of her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So she uses Asana a lot um, and talks about that on her podcast. So, yeah, it's a lifesaver. Yeah, especially getting all of these things like, you know, you're now a speaker and an educator and a brand ambassador and a salon owner and a mentor. I mean, that's just five things I can think of. No, it's a lot. <laughs> and a wife, right? And a dog mommy. Dog mom. Yeah, it's it really helps to organize like all of the thoughts in the mind and just get it out on onto a like a really organized platform. So I definitely would recommend that for you. You might like it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um so let's shift gears here a little bit. Tell me a little bit about uh what you've got going on with Red Ken behind the chair. What what does that whole world look like? I think so many people are interested in kind of what that looks like as a hairdresser. Like Limitless Hairdresser is all about, you know, breaking this limiting belief process in our minds that, you know, we have to go through this pattern of being a hairdresser. You know, we get to a certain place where we've grown a clientele. We have to open a salon. Now we do the salon and then maybe the salon wasn't even your dream in the first place. And so now you're like, oh, what do I do? But now we have so many possibilities and so so many options, especially, you know, you know, co-creating with other brands and doing collaborations with other hairdressers. And so can you tell us a little bit about how that is, has changed your world as a hairdresser and, yeah. and what that looks like? Um, so I feel like it- amazing in the sense that I say the word amazing a lot so I'm sorry but it really does describe a lot of things so it's been um when I first joined the behind the chair influencer team I was very confused as to what it was because um I got 
invited in the early stage of it, so I didn't even know what it was. Um, and I was super Canadian. I think also being Canadian, it's like we don't. I feel like we don't think we're getting the exposure or the recognition for what we do, but I'm realizing that we do. And sometimes there's almost like a novelty that we're not from. But like I'm not from the states, you know. Like oh, she's flying in from Canada or like this weird thing. So I joined in and it was amazing and um, it was like it's super cool because we get partnered with brands that are aligned with what we already want to do and things that we're already creating and posting about. And so we get to try out product and test products sometimes even before they get to launch and then share it with our audience because, you know, having an audience is definitely an asset in today's world. And, um, you know, for the stylists who got on board with Instagram in the early days, we were able to grow really quickly. And um, so it's been like awesome to work with different brands and having like behind the chair as like that in between um almost like they're like a influencer agent for us in that and um, from that angle and and um yeah it's cool I get to try out products that I would not normally do and I think a huge benefit of being the stylist I love to cherry pick my favorite brands or my favorite product from a certain brand I don't want to carry all of this brand or all of this line but like I like that particular product so um, it works for stylists that like to just kind of cherry pick and see what's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't sell some of the products in my salon, but I get to like share it with my audience that I'm using them, which is really cool. And then with Redkin, um, Red, that's a whole other crazy world um, that I just got the amazing opportunity. So they have a global influencer team. And what they have is they have like one stylist from every kind of region or country that they sell their product to. So there's a girl that's in Australia, London. Um, I'm their Canadian one. And so they bring us together. And really what they do is they like want our feedback. So asking us things like, you know, they're not the ones using the product we are. So they'll be like, what did you like? What do you like about this? What can we change? You know, if you're not using the Redkin version of this, which, which one are you using and why are you using it? And it's just an awesome place for us to just be really open. And I'm like, I really like this product from this line because it does this. And if Redkin had it, I'd probably buy it from Redkin because I love Redkin as a brand. They're a huge brand, but they don't have everything that you need. They have a lot of stuff, but certain things they don't. So it's just really cool because they take us on these amazing trips. And it's you see those like blogger chicks on like these Revolve vacations mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just get wined and dined for a whole weekend and just like play with the product and wear the clothes it's like that for hairdressers which is completely turning into this whole new thing and it's been really amazing and it makes I think it makes us look so cool in front of our clients and stuff that we get to do these things which is really fun um and I don't take it for granted I'm always just like I think I'm dreaming I think I'm dreaming <laughs> like I had the opportunity to go go to like the YouTube Google Facebook Instagram offices in New York this year which was probably by far the best trip of my life um, aside from like a vacation with like my boyfriend but that was by far the best trip of my life Um, it was everything that I wanted it was super unexpected I didn't know we were doing that until like day before the trip happened so um, it was amazing I I loved it and I'm so grateful to Redkin because they take such good care of their staff and their their stylists and yeah I'm just excited to see like what the next what the next trip is. I'm like, when do I get that message again? I'd be like, why are you here? It's really fun. It was even fun being a viewer. I watched your Instagram stories when you were doing that and you were like, do you guys want me to share more of this? And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I know. More. We want more. I know. I was, you know, and I think what the thing is, is they take us on these amazing adventures for exchange of, you know, giving exposure to their brand because we're doing it anyways. 
Um, so I was just like exploiting every place that I was at. And I was like, this is the YouTube door. This is the Google. Door. Like, it was crazy. I was like, mm. especially because I'm Canadian. So these things aren't accessible to us as they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, yes, I live in Michigan. I know exactly what you mean. Right. <laughs> I'm right by and, Canada. Hi. Like, <laughs> Hi. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, you know, even like just cost- crossing like customs, like they're like, what are you doing in the States? I'm like, yes, yeah, so I'm going to like YouTube and Instagram. And they're like, excuse me. And I'm like, it's an influencer thing. Don't even worry. <laughs> but it just felt so cool to see that. Um, yeah, Redkin's been amazing. It's 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 been really fun working with them. I love them so much. That's so cool. So what would your advice be for hairdressers who are interested in doing this kind of stuff? Because I know from an outside perspective, so many people, so many younger hairdressers, so many hairdressers who are ready to get to the next level are watching you and going, wow, it's amazing. And I would love to be doing something like that. What kind of steps could people, hairdressers take to maybe get to that level? So I feel like I'm going to have a really bad answer for this because I didn't do anything other than, um, be really obsessed with the work that I was posting. Mm-hmm. So really proud of the brands that I was using. Um, always giving credit to like, if I'm using a certain lightener or a certain bond builder, like just making sure that I was telling that story in my captions, because these brands are seeing who's using their, who's using their stuff. And it wasn't in an inauthentic way because, you know, you don't, I wasn't ever doing it to like try and get to that point. Cause I didn't even know that was an mm-hmm. end game. I didn't even know what this world was like. Um, so it was just a lot of like very organic posting and love of brands that I love to use and then they would approach people that felt like they were aligned with what they were trying to create and I've never said no to an opportunity and um, I think the biggest thing would be to I mean I don't know if the move is to like approach brands I don't know how that works I I have never done that to be like I want to work with you but Mm -hmm. brands will approach people they want to work with um, so, I mean, I don't think it hurts to like reach out to Brian and be like, Hey, if you ever have like room on your influencer team, like I would love to, I, I don't know that would be the way to go. Um, but for me, it's been just a lot of just really just staying in my lane and just letting the, op- like being very open to any opportunity that comes my way and never saying no really to any of it. Um, even if I had, you know, Redkin calls and like, we're flying you to LA next week for this redkin shades of party and i'm like i am fully booked with clients and i have nowhere to put them until next year it was me just saying i'm gonna go and just work longer days to come accommodate those mm-hmm. clients because i can't move them to next year um and it all worked out it all worked out within a ma- matter of a week i cleared my my schedule for those two days and i flew out and i'm so glad i did and my clients are super understanding when they mm-hmm. know that you have this other world that you're also you know doing um but yeah i think just like staying really focused and what you're trying to create and just let it come your way being open to it uh, yeah so did you have any intentions set to you know become an educator or expand beyond the salon into this kind of world when when you were posting like was that an intentional thing or was it just I just want to do really great hair and I want to build a clientele It was always, I just want to build a clientele and pay my bills. That was, I think, Mm -hmm. what I was happy to just, like, coast. Um, I was a late bloomer when I started doing hair. So I was just like, I just want to do this because I don't want to work in a corporate world anymore. I just want to do some hair, have some fun. Like, it seems fun on the outside. I mean, it is fun. But I was like, yeah, I just want to, like, enough to, like, do what I need to do with my life and just coast through life and be happy and have a, you know. And the, the educator thing 
came about because I used to work for did a lot of internal education. Um, so I started off as actually like sty- like a styling edu- educator. So like teaching bridal styling. Um, I, I'm obsessed with cutting, which I know people don't really know about me, but I ended up doing a lot of like cutting. I became an educator at that salon. And uh, I never thought of the this world of independent education, there was no such thing. It was only like you're an educator with a brand. Mm -hmm. And I thought if you have to be an educator with a brand, you have to be like on these big platform stages. And I was like, nah, I'm not really into that right now. Um, It was never a thought. It was never an intention. It just kind of started happening. And I think because I was posting a lot, there was just a lot of um, almost like interest from salons and stylists that were not around me saying, hey, you know, can you teach us what you're doing? And it was so self-taught. Um, and so I just, I, I, yeah, I guess I wasn't really posting with the intention of it turning into anything. And then I just couldn't keep up with the amount of, um, the interest that there was. And I think what was a really like awesome thing for me, it was, I teach at a salon and then that salon owner would tell their friend salon owner being like, Oh, she just taught us. And it's been like life changing our salon. We're, we're doing things really different. We approach things really different. And then that salon would hire me. So it's almost like they would almost just tell each other. And it was just, I felt really great about that, knowing that I was making an impact with, within their salon space. Um, and yeah, now it's just kind of taken off and it's been crazy. Like my year for next year is, um, it's filling up really quickly and I'm trying not to do as many small classes. They take a lot. Yeah. It, it just takes a lot to go to one salon oh specifically. Gosh, yes. I'll do it. It's a lot. So you know, when much. you're just teaching five <laughs> people, which you get a lot of impact with that. But then it's like, I feel like my time is being stretched and I'm like in one city one day and the next city the next day and it's hard. So just trying to juggle that. Not balance, juggle. (laughs) Yes. Keep the balls just in the air. Don't drop them. Yeah. So what does your, what did your life look like before all of this? Before Beige Label, before, you know, becoming an influencer? What, what did you what was Farhana's life used to be like? <laughs> My life used to be really simple and um, just really like filled with family, I think. Um, I was once engaged. I was with somebody for 10 years um, and I worked, you know, for majority of those 10 years, I was, um, I guess like in the midpoint is when I became a hairdresser because I was a little bit late in doing hair. And so um, did you go to yeah, college? I worked- or uni- I think you guys call it university. I, I, I did. I actually went to university. And I um, I have a background in HR and I worked in the oil field. Um, I did admin and, and HR. And I'm so glad that I did that. And I have that background, especially as a salon owner now, like just having the, the sense and a little bit of like that awareness of like how numbers work and, you know, how employees and all of that stuff kind of works in with the business. I, I'm so I'm so glad I did that. Um, but yeah, so then I ended up moving into hair and um, me and my um past relationship we ended um and it was I was super lost and I didn't really know what I was doing and ironically the week after we broke up is when I posted my very first hair photo um so like yeah so it's just it was just a very big detour I think I just needed something new to focus on I wasn't planning a wedding anymore I was just feeling like very lost and I had a really full clientele um and so that would have been almost five years ago on my fifth year of like posting on Instagram just for work. So, um, yeah. And then a couple of years after that, the salon I was at, the structure of the salon just wasn't working for me. There was just a lot of friction. 
production. It was a really big salon and um, a really successful salon, but it just wasn't the way I wanted to care and service my clients. I wasn't able to do that there. And there was just a lot of like not agreeing with how things I wanted to do things and how they wanted to do things. And that's fine. Their structure works for them. It just didn't work for me. And so that relationship, also ended after eight years and so you know it was pretty traumatic um in the sense that everything everything that I had known in my you know first 30 years of my life I was like everything was just gone different mm-hmm. gone people I, I'm not you know all those relationships ended and um yeah so I at that point by, by the time I had left that salon I had already signed my lease for my new salon because I just knew that I needed to create the the I wanted um, but from the time I left that salon, it was still going to be about eight months till my salon was ready. Cause it was a, it was a new development. So like I said earlier, I went through like a six month period where I didn't have anywhere to work and I had a full clientele. And so this amazing girl who I used to work with, and then she ended up going on mat leave. She built, she turned her garage into a salon and she reached out to me and she's just like, Hey girl, like I heard you aren't there anymore. And you know, if you need a place to do some hair, you can come and rent my salon for me in my garage. And I was just like, hell no. Like, no, I'm not working from a garage. <laughs> you know, I'm used to having assistance mm-hmm. and everything's done for me. And my clients are used to just like coming into a big salon. Like, I'm not working from a garage. This is so not for me. So I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Well, three weeks went by and I was just like, okay, I can't keep up with the questions I was getting. I mean, it was just like a very like, it was it was a sudden breakup for me in the old salon. Things just didn't, didn't end well. So so I had a lot of clients. I think in the span of like six days, I had over a thousand subscribers to my website. Oh my gosh. Um, like where, where do I go? How, you know, what do I do with my next appointment? I'm booked with you. I'm supposed to be seeing you next month and now you're not there. Like, what are you doing? When's your salon open? Oh my goodness. I have no idea what I'm doing. So I reached back out to that girl and I was just like, Hey, can I come see your garage? <laughs> and <laughs> she was like, yeah, come see it. So I saw it and it was really adorable she did an amazing job so she turned her double car garage half of it is um a salon so it's, it's quite small but she has enough room for a chair a sink a bathroom um there's like a little waiting area like she she did a great job of it and so I was like you know what I think I'll do that I told her that I'd probably do about like 10 or 20 clients over the whole the span of the summer I was like I'll just take like my best clients that I know they just need their hair done and she's like yeah cool and like no problem and she was very very of me just let me do my thing so she would work in there two weeks on and I would work on their two weeks off because she had it she was looking after her daughter at the same time so on my two weeks off um, or my two weeks on I would end up working there from like 8 a.m till 8 at night every single day and what I thought I was going to do like 10 clients for the whole summer I ended up doing like like 10 in a week um, maybe like 10 in three days like I was just hustling through there because I was like okay I can make this work I can do hair from this garage and it was really challenging for me because there was nowhere to go outside of the garage like I'm stuck in this little space you know clients processing I'm sitting there if I have like an hour break I'm sitting there it's in a residential area so there's nowhere to go get coffee or there's nowhere to walk around so it was um, I was going a little stir crazy towards the end but you know it was a very humbling experience for me you know I had like my big blue Ikea bag of towels that I would take home at the end of the day do my laundry bring them back fold them the next day and do it again for two weeks straight and then the two weeks that I was off was when I was like on site at my construction at the salon just like working with the contractors and figuring out my branding and 
figuring out the Instagram. Like it was just a lot of things that were happening and I wasn't actually sharing it. Like I never even told anybody on Instagram that I was doing hair from a garage. <laughs> I never advertised that I was taking clients. Um, I remember I had this one client who flew in from Seattle and I only honored her because I said, you know, I'm only taking my existing clients right now, but because you had a flight booked, I'll take you here. And she came and she's like so this is where you do hair and I'm like I know I know it's just I'm in transition right now and after spending like the three-hour appointment with her it was she totally understood and it was totally fine and you know it's great now because those clients are now in with me in my actual salon and we mm -hmm. still talk about that time that mm -hmm. I did their hair in the garage and it was like the best experience because it was so one-on-one -on -one. and to think that that was literally only a year ago like I'm getting memories wow up on my phone like saying that you know this time this day last year I was taking photos outside that garage for like my Instagram it's just crazy that it was only a year ago that I was doing that and it was like you know I'm on my knees like scrubbing my chair bases and it was you know going to the supplier every two days and picking up the color and it was it was nuts and crazy but it really taught me a lot um that was your perseverance phase for sure it, it was and it was like a very humbling a very humbling experience to have six months working working there and like I really I really am so grateful to my clients who still trusted me and still you know they didn't care where I was doing their hair if it was in a huge salon or not they just wanted their hair done and I, at the end of the day I was like you know what at the end of all of this I'm still a service provider and there's I'm not above doing this and I can do it and so it's crazy to think that only a year ago that that's where I was like it's nuts um it's it's a very personal and emotional story for me like just the breakups and you know those six months there and like to think of what has now transpired over this last year it's been it's, it's like a really crazy story for sure that's amazing that you just you're like I'm doing it let's just go eye on the prize gonna make it happen yeah get through yeah, it. it was gotta get through it I'm building this like beautiful salon that's you know, it's costing a pretty penny and I don't have a job. Um, you know, I left my, I was no longer employed. So I was also traveling last year and teaching. I was in New York twice and um, in California. So I was like doing a lot of travel and all of that. So it was just a lot of like figuring out what I was trying to create and just, yeah, I, you're exactly right. Eye on the prize. My salon's going to open. Everything's going to be okay. I don't have any staff yet, but we're going to make it work. So during, during all of this, like, you know, all of these balls up in the air, you're, you know, trying to keep your harmonious balance so you don't just, you know, float off into space. <laughs> Do you, in your, you know, reg your day-to-day -day life, use any meditation practices or rituals or anything like that that helps you to stay in this grounded space? Or are you just naturally, like, got it all together? Cause no, I, I know I, I don't. don't. I'm like, yeah, how many things don't. can I fit in a day just to keep me chill? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so for like my like religious background, meditation is a huge part of what we practice. Um, and it's practiced every day from 4 to 5 a.m. And that sounds crazy to people who don't really, you know, that they're not really in tune with that kind of stuff. And I don't practice it every day, but knowing that that's the salvation and that's that is the roadmap to the end game, knowing that 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 that's there um, almost keeps me grounded. Whether I practice it for an hour or I practice it for five minutes is like completely what I'm able to do and what I'm able to give. Mm -hmm. 
So for me, um, even though it's like a religious thing, it definitely makes me check out of everything that I'm doing and just stay really present and like connect with like my higher powers and higher beings and all of that stuff that it really, I think it sets the tone of like what is the intention this because sometimes I like think like oh man like I why can't I just move to a little city that no one knows me I don't have a salon and I could like I'd love to just check out groceries and bag them up and like have like a really cute little you know get groceries at a discount like sometimes I think about these small town lives and I'm like how simple and cute are their lives they just like live on a little farm with their dogs and but then I'm like no that is that was not my path Mm -hmm. I'm grinding and for me to get that like simplicity that I'm always searching for because I love like minimal I love like minimal noise in my life. And even though I have a lot of the noise, I, I still seek that minimal, that like very quietness. And to me, it's, it's that it's like, it's having that, like being in touch with that meditation or the salvation of like your religion or whatever you believe in. Um, and again, I have to like bring it all back to my parents because they are the ones that are like, they drill it into us that, Um, you know, there is more to life than all of these material things we're doing Mm -hmm. and staying sane on the inside is what matters the most. And, um, I think it's because I have them. I think it really, yeah. In terms of like my daily practice, I have to say it's so hit or miss. Um, I, I really do love having quiet time sometimes, even if it's just like five minutes in the car. To me, that's like still a little bit of like my recharge. I can recharge a lot in five minutes. Like I've learned to like, you know, do that. Um, so it's like late at night, just like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not really, I wish I could say that I had like this amazing practice every morning, but no, I don't. <laughs> maybe I'll get there. Maybe, maybe this time next year, I'll be saying something different. So, <laughs> you know, I think it's, it's so funny because, you know, a lot of what I talk about is meditation and mindfulness and, and connecting with your, with your inner self and being able to really become aware of that inner dialogue and let that guide you is that a lot of people will say, oh my gosh, I wish I could do that. I wish that could be a part of my life or I would love to do that, but I, my mind wanders and I have ADD and I'm like, oh my God, girl, same. I, it's not. (laughs) yeah inside my mind is not a quiet still place but the the goal for me is to try to at least connect it so that I can quiet it down and become aware of what is happening so that if there's something that's feeling resistant in my life like you know something's not going right in a in a in a business project or with you know something I'm trying to progress or manifest or create that if I start to hit those roadblocks, I can go a little bit more quiet and be able to realize, oh my God, that's why. And a lot of times it's not even what's right in front of you. It might be, you know, something else, a relationship that needs to be cleared up or, um, you know, something that needs to just be like let go of or forgiven. Or maybe you just need to, you know, one of our eight principles is giving equals receiving and it's like the law of attraction when I feel funky I'm like I just need to do something for someone else or I need to just go volunteer or do something kind and then I start to feel like everything feels a little bit more easy but definitely Mm -hmm. you know I try to to have a pretty consistent day-to-day you know meditation or something but also, it's also just allowing whatever is going to happen that day to happen and let it go. Just let it let it keep going, because if you get so stuck on 
I have to do this every single day. And if I miss it, my whole day is going to be ruined. Your whole day will probably be ruined. (laughs) Totally. Yes. But that's cool. You have that so ingrained in you. I think that's so important to be bringing to hairdressers because it's not something that most of us were brought up with, you know, learning how to go inward and learning, learning how to just like be quiet and still in our minds. And you just have that natural energy of you that's so floaty and calm. And I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Even though you're such a boss. I, I have to say, I think like in my mind, I actually am quite quiet. Like I am, yes, I'm thinking about a lot of things and all the, all the responsibility that I have. And, um, but I think in my mind, like my conversations with myself are still very, um, quiet and they are very like, Oh, I love my dog or you, you know what yeah. I mean? Even though it, get, it, it can go deep, there's definitely a deep level of, um, self-awareness and what I, my intentions and the mindfulness that I'm, that I have and that I, I try to practice every day, but I still have that, you know, just very surface, um, quiet conversation that I have with myself as well. And that's probably been really helpful in keeping me sane. Absolutely. And you can just tell by your disposition and the way that you operate and even in, in your, you know, delivery of your aesthetic and things like that. You're very, very calm and like naturally in a, like a resting peaceful state. Like my mind is not like that. My mind is like, <laughs> I don't, I don't think anyone wants to go in there, but I, I think that it's a blessing and a curse though, too, because, totally. you know, everybody has their own thing. Like that drives my creativity because it's so wild and crazy that I come up with some crazy stuff. I'm like, we can have a podcast that will change the world. Like, let's do it. What? I love it. My inner voice is you like, you are doing it. <laughs> but it's, um, it's like, whoa, whoa. And sometimes I can overwhelm myself with tasks, which is why I've been very, I've became very aware of that. So, you know, once I become aware of these things and I can really get calm and quiet into the place where you normally live, I can really identify, okay, well, what's funky or what's not seeming like it's from my heart and it's more just my mind going you should do this you should do that they're doing this you should do it it's going uh uh-uh. that's not what feels right to me that's not aligned um like you said you know you, you were wanting to come on the podcast because it was a little more in alignment I think we get stuck sometimes thinking we should just do things because other people are doing them and they're not really even in the flow with what we're about yeah. And then you get into a weird spot, don't you think? Yeah. And then you're, that's when you start questioning. Yes. Like, what am I even doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Especially like this whole world of influencers and hairdressers being able to have all of these options. It doesn't mean you have to do it. It doesn't mean you you are any less than if you build an amazing clientele and that's what you do. And you go home to your family. Like, I think that that's a huge, that's a great message to anyone Mm -hmm. who's listening because it doesn't mean that you have to do what everyone else is doing. And I had to learn that the hard way because that's how I got myself into a pickle with my salon and, you know, several other (laughs) aspects of my life. But, you know, really connecting with what do you want and what is fun for you um, and being okay with that. 
Like everybody's path is completely different. Yeah, completely. Everyone's, yeah, it is. I agree with everything. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> <laughs> All the things. <laughs> well, how about, can you share with us something, maybe a tip for hairdressers behind the chair to be more mindful in like setting their intentions for what they want, whether that is, you know, a lot of people in your, your salon are assistants, but also wanting maybe to become educators. Like what kind of advice could you give them to kind of get that figured out? Like, how do I know what I want? How do I know what my purpose is? How do I know like what's next for me? I think there's a few things. I think the first one is to taste it all. Mm. I think it's important. Um, to try all the things, you know, I used to work backstage and I did, you know, the fashion thing. And I was like, this is, that wasn't for me. Um, I did a, I did five years of bridal styling throughout the summer. Didn't love it. Probably also didn't love it. Cause it was also at the time, like I, my engagement ends. So I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with brides anymore <laughs> over this. <laughs> um, but like, I tried a lot of different things. Um, and you know, I, I, I went on, you know, early morning television to like talk about certain things. And I was like, this isn't for me. So I think the best thing is to try and just Mm -hmm. to taste everything and figure out what actually feels natural, not what's easy, but what feels natural. And then almost like tap into that a little bit more. That is really where you're going to find like your purpose and your passion. And, um, and then you can kind of create like a path or like what you kind of want to do. And I don't want to say that anything that I did was accidental but a lot of it was just like being open and then just letting the opportunity kind of fall in front of me and taking it Mm -hmm. and be really grateful along the way that this seems right and I I feel like the biggest compliment that people give me is that I make it look easy and I always give the analogy of it's like you know when you like see like a duck um in the water and it's just like smooth sailing but you have no idea what's treading under and like Mm -hmm. all the chaos of his little legs just you know going through I'm like Mm -hmm. that's what that's the that's what I like think of because on the outside it looks really easy because it does a lot of these things come naturally to me but it doesn't mean that it's easy by any means it's still it's not necessarily hard work it's a lot of work mm-hmm. um, so I think the biggest thing is just to find like what feels the most natural and I love speaking I have no I don't get anxiety speaking in front of an audience I love it I actually think I come alive when I know that there's mm-hmm. an audience and I, I, I really enjoy it um, so I had the opportunity to speak at like Red Can Fusion and, um, you know, whenever like a friend's like, oh, can you make a speech at my wedding or can you, and I'm like, yes, girl, I'll do it for you. Like, I <laughs> love that stuff. Um, but I don't really necessarily love being backstage doing like five minute upstyles for a runway show. That doesn't get me off. So I think it's just about finding what works for you and then just like being really open to any opportunity because we're now with all of the things, there's just so much opportunity Um, I think also having the patience to get there and I don't mean passive. I don't mean like patience in the sense that you just kind of like let life happen. No, being patient in the sense that it's not going to be an overnight success. Um, and that I think no matter how, you know, I started late, there's definitely people that have been doing hair for 10 years that are younger than me. Um, I started late, so I was really patient with myself without even realizing that like I was going to eventually get there. And when you think about like at 18 years old, you know, when you're 18 and you're out of high school and you're like, what am I going to do? You want it now. Mm -hmm. But if you double the age of 18, you're only 36. Like that, it's not even old. 
(laughs) That's not even old. You still have your whole life ahead of you. So I think if you even take five to 10 years to figure out what you want to do, you're still, you're, you're, you're still young. There's still so much ahead of you. So I think for these young ones that want to create so much, it's just about having the patience to, to let the things kind of, I guess like transpire and play the way that they're supposed to. Um, and there's nothing wrong with taking detours and going down on path. And, you know, a year later, you're like, this isn't for me, go down another path. It's again, like I said, like the obstacles aren't in the way they are the way. And I think it's just a lot of, um, you know, putting in the time and doing the dirt work too. I, I think I, I really wish there was, I know this sounds really crazy, but I hope at some point our industry gets to the point where, assistants are almost not doing this but have the mentality that they should almost pay someone to teach them Mm. to pay Mm -hmm. them like I'll pay you you know x amount for you to teach me what you're doing an apprenticeship for the next year of my life yes but like right now we're paying our assistants right it's not an intern program or it's not like uh we're still paying them but I think the the value is put some skin in the game they're so totally like mm-hmm. I want someone to come to me and be like hey I'm gonna work for you for free for six months because I just want to see what you're doing mm-hmm. that person I feel like is, is gonna come like that person there's something special about that Man, rather than so hey cool. who's gonna pay me what are you gonna tip me out every week you know like having not necessarily going down that path but having the mentality that they're willing to put in the dirt work and like do all of those things like cream always rises to the top it doesn't matter how long it's hanging out at the, it will rise to the top. So I am a strong, firm believer in that. It doesn't matter if it takes you 10 years or five years to get there. You'll get there when you're supposed to get there. Um, so just having the patience and being easy self and being kind to everyone around you is so important. Like it's, it's a really big deal. I love that you, you know, said like try a lot of different things because sometimes it's, just putting yourself out there and doing something that's uncomfortable that you might discover a passion you didn't even know you had like speaking like public speaking you probably wouldn't have ever known you liked to public speak until you public speak you know prior to that you might be like that sounds terrifying no never and then you put yourself into a position and it's like oh my god I love this put me on the stage everywhere (laughs) yeah because I think you know you hear people always talking about how much they hate public speaking yeah um or you hear people saying how it's so scary to like open a business yeah it's scary but until I did it I was like hey I could do this again like Mm -hmm. that was actually really amazing um but yeah put me in another situation no I'm not going to thrive there because Mm -hmm. I am doing the things that feel really right to me um and what feel really natural to me I don't feel like I'm pushing myself in a place that doesn't feel authentic to who I am yeah and I just like, I um, never would have known how much I loved being in leadership and how much I loved um, speaking and, and helping people grow through now I'm teaching meditation. I have a course called Beyond Business and I'm teaching hairdressers meditation, mindfulness and personal development, which hasn't really existed. And it was terrifying, I have to admit, but I learned that that was what I wanted through owning a salon and through having employees and creating a creating a um, training program and this whole thing. But I I, I noticed in myself like this, those resistances and was like, okay, this isn't the way that I wanted it to go. But there are elements within it that I love, and that's why I, I was drawn to it. 
So now stepping away from that going, aha, okay, don't keep going in this direction that I pulled leadership and personal growth into another avenue. So you never know what you might find in these different little and it's crazy because you you say that you teach that and like it fits you to teach that like I don't look at you and think you know like I don't look at you and think that seems like an odd match like why are you doing that (laughs) you know like it it suits you so you're totally on your path because it, it it's natural to you and it feels right and I think look at all of the things that you had to do to like almost discover that. Yeah. Right. So, it's natural, but it's not easy. Like you said, it's exactly it's natural. I'm like, Oh, to just sit here and do meditation and film myself. I mean, that's really weird and honestly very uncomfortable. And my inner dialogue kind of goes like way judgy. But when people start to reach out to you and are like, I never have experienced this before. This totally helped me. It makes you feel like, okay, it's worth it it's worth it. Just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. And then it just gets more comfortable and more comfortable yeah. until it gets so comfortable. Then you do something else. That's yeah. It's really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's the up and down of it. That's kind of really exhilarating, right? Oh yeah. I love it. I love the thrill of growth. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. I'm like, you keep your roller coaster. I'm just going to put myself in uncomfortable situations. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, I am going to hop into our 20 questions. We always do this at the end of the episode. I thought I was going to switch it up because my husband told me to, but we just got way talking about so many cool things that we're going to do it now. (laughs) Totally. I'm into it. Okay. So what are your favorite bands right now? Okay. This is like a music band, band, right? Are there other kind of bands in Canada? Actually, I just realized I just asked a really <laughs> no, there are. I thought, I thought maybe I was... there's. I thought maybe there's some secret you know, band thing going on in Canada. You know what know I about. almost. You know what I almost interpreted that as like, what are your favorite brands? I was just like, oh. wait, because we we're talking about influencer. I was like, brands. Like, oh wow, this is this could put me in trouble. Um, <laughs> my favorite band. I'm terrible. I don't know if I have a favorite band, but I'm really vibing. And don't judge me, but with Ariana Grande right now, like oh, yeah. I die for her. We'll, we'll see again next year I might be saying something different so <laughs> she's good I like her a lot she's so funny yeah, she, too she's so adorable yeah what are you reading right now um okay so I just finished the story of Elizabeth Smart you know that girl that got yes um kidnapped from her house yeah it's very I'm very fascinated with stories like that. So I just finished that. And now I'm just reading a book on Canadian tax laws because I have to. (laughs) So boring. But Uh, I have to to read this book because I need to understand Canadian tax laws. All right, friends. This is why Frahana is successful. Did you hear that? (laughs) She's reading about taxes. She's a hairdresser. She listens to Ariana Grande. And uh, you should. Totally. And stories about how kids get kidnapped from their homes. I'm so (laughs) messed up. (laughs) Um, What does your ideal day off look like? Um, They don't really exist. But if I had to paint the picture, um, it'd be waking up with no alarm. Mm. Going for breakfast with my lover. Probably seeing my family because I love time with my family. And then... 
you know, maybe go to the mall, watch a movie, like very downtimey things. There's going to yeah. be no working out. There's going to be no answering emails or looking at accounting stuff. Just very chill vibes. That seems to be the common theme of all of these answers. Everyone's like, um, eat, sleep and do nothing, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I still find that productive because it recharges me for Absolutely. the week, you know, so. Favorite podcasts. Ooh. All right. So Limitless Hairdresser, for sure. I have to say that. Yeah, this is lovely. Um, <laughs> I love The Daily V by Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. Love him. Um, I love Ed Milet. And um, so I'm always switching between Ed Milet, Gary V. And I do really love the Tony Robbins podcast. I think it's just really makes me feel good. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I love how- entrepreneurial things. How long have you been a hairdresser? Uh, Just under 10 years, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. In one word, how would you describe the hair industry? Oh, man. Um, I'd say that it's really magical. I know that sounds fluffy, but I think it's magical because, first of all, our impact on people who aren't hairdressers is crazy. It's, it's, It's remarkable. And I think like on the outside, it looks really fun and beautiful and glamorous. But on the inside, there is a lot that goes on behind the scenes and a lot of skill sets that hairdressers need to have in order to survive. Like there's just there's new ones always coming. And it's it's just it is a really magical industry that's changing really, really quickly. And I think it's it's really beautiful and it's crazy and chaotic. But I think the best word would be magical. What is your favorite color? Like nude, nudish, beigey. <laughs> no way. <laughs> right? No <laughs> bigger. Yeah, on brand. Yeah, exactly. Mine used to be turquoise, and then I started using this blush pink in my like expand- expanded brand palette, and I'm like, now everything is blush pink, even the room I'm sitting in right now. I love it. And I never used to like pink. I was like, I became the brand, or it became me. I'm not really sure. One way or the other. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is your favorite treasure? Like something you always keep with you? Oh, God. I mean, other than my phone, um, (laughs) which isn't really a treasure, but it is always with me. Um, Okay. So I don't always keep this with me, but I have a stash of like original Polly Pocket dolls. And I will probably Uh keep that for life. Oh, my gosh. That's so (laughs) cute. (laughs) So random. Favorite aroma and why do you love it? Um, I would say like a woodsy coconut. Mm. Um, I think coconut's just like my go-to. It like it's so youthful and it reminds me of summer and I mean it's delicious and everything. And then I'd say like the woodsy because it's just like more more mature mm-hmm. um, and a little bit more sophisticated. I bet we love the yeah. same kind of candles. Yeah, there's actually a candle. There's a candle at Zara called The Place. Mm. And it is, I wish they would bottle it up and sell it as a fragrance because it's so good. Good to know. I'm going to have to write that one down. Mm-hmm. What is your, what are my favorite service to facilitate behind the chair? Okay, so I guess like aside from the obvious balayage, I love doing consultations. Like, Mm-hmm. I love talking to the people, to the clients and hearing their hair stories and letting them vent 
and building trust and explaining my process. Like I really enjoy a consultation. I love one-on-one. I love it. That's what every every person has said so far. Really? Isn't that funny? Yeah. 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 I, That's I, crazy. I, if I went back and listened to every single episode, I think almost every single person has said that. No way. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, that says a lot about us that we actually really do value that connection and that one on one intimacy with our clients. Like, it's very important. I, <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. Um, favorite food? Popcorn, for mm. sure. We have a popcorn machine at the salon, and I feel like I'm the one that uses it the most. <laughs> like one of those big ones or a little, like, stove one? It, it's a, no, it's like, it's like a big one, but it's a mini version of it so it's like it looks like one of those like old school air popper you know like you have to like wind it and put the butter in and it's like red and yellow it's so cute oh my gosh that's amazing do you serve it to yeah. your clients or is it just for your staff no we serve it to the clients but <laughs> guess who eats it all the time <laughs> that's so cool um your most used mantra what is something you tell yourself all the time to get your mind past like the hard stuff um my most used mantra. Okay. If you're good, you'll get there. And if you're kind, you'll stay there. Mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Your favorite word. I always am curious about this because I'm, I love words. You know, I used to like look in the dictionary. So I'm curious about what everybody's favorite word is. <laughs> okay. So I guess the most word that I use, I say the most is like a gorgeous or amazing, but I love the word. I love the word luminous because it, Ooh. it sounds like the, meaning like it sounds you know like you can just you just you don't have to explain it I don't even have to explain it it's a good word yeah I am over here going ooh, ah, I love that one right yeah it's perfect um what fascinates you unsolved mysteries and prisons oh my gosh (laughs) bunch of weirdos in the hair industry everybody's watching these horror shows and podcast I'm like what is wrong with us I think because I was like raised so like sheltered almost that uh-huh. prisons and unsolved mysteries and like all these like dark things are so far-fetched from my normal that I love watching and reading about them and like they really I think it's maybe the mind behind all of the mm-hmm. things I'm like how why do pe- people feel inclined to kidnap or to like yeah. murder or like I just I'm very fascinated by it because it's so far away from what I know yeah, it's yeah. I, I just watched the haunting at Hill House, and I'm like, why did I do that to myself? Because it hurt my mind. Now every night, all I see is scary stuff. <laughs> oh gosh, I know. I keep hearing about that show, and yeah, I think I might. It's intense. Watch it over the holidays. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it's good. It's good, but it's scary AF. Like just, it's a lot. Um, <laughs> what do you want to see change in the hair industry? um pricing and Mm. cancellation policies oh yeah good yeah if i had like a million more hours i would ask you your how you're gonna do that but we'll just we'll have to talk about that some other time (laughs) yeah (laughs) what is your message to your peers um figure out what you're good at and then tell the world about it Mm. favorite message favorite quote okay it's on my phone screen actually let me look it says before you speak let your words pass through three gates is it true is it necessary and is it kind Mm -hmm. i love that beautiful one 
who is the most influential person in your career right now? Oh, God. Um, this is so lame. I'd say my accountant. <laughs> like, Oh, my gosh. Same. Like, <laughs> right? I'm like, that accountant is going to make it or break it for me because I really don't know. I mean, I'm learning a lot, clearly reading Canadian tax laws. But, um, yeah, I'd say my accountant. Who has been your most impactful mentor? You know, I haven't had like somebody in my life that's mentored me to to this point. Again, aside from like my mom and my dad, my sister has been like super supportive. But I'd say I'd like I reached out to um, podcasts a lot. So mm-hmm. I really think this is like Gary Vaynerchuk has been really huge for me. Um, it's just been a lot of the consistent listening and drilling into my head of like what's required and the work that's required, not necessarily how to do it, but kind of like that it's required um, has been really impactful, I think. Yeah. You know, I think that's really interesting statement because I think some people when they hear like, you know, an acceptance speech or something, they're like, I got to thank my mentor and all my mentors. And everybody's like, where in the hell are these mentors coming from? Like, where can I find one and how come I don't have one? And I do think they exist. Like I've started to do some mentoring with people in the beauty industry if they seek that level of, you know, uh, one-on-one relationship. But you can absolutely have a mentor in um, a book. Like I've read so many books where um, a lot of spiritual healers and teachers have become my mentors or people in podcasts like entrepreneurs or people who are offering up their advice can absolutely be a mentor I think that's yeah that's important to remember that that mm-hmm. you know, maybe some somebody will come along someday but you can still gain so much knowledge and wisdom from people giving it away yeah um who else should we interview just give me give me some ideas here for Hana <laughs> who else should we interview um my friend hair by Amber joy who owns a salon in canada as well she and i are we always talk about business and salon ownership and um stuff like that she has a great story as well um i love her dearly and um i'd say her i love oh man there's just so many um you know i think i would find i think people are really intrigued by um I think like anyone who's like crushing it and yeah, yeah it's that's a hard one. Cause I feel like I'm interested. I want to hear everyone's story and I want to know everything that they have to say, but um, I have a, a girlfriend. Well, I call her my friend. I hope she doesn't mind, but I met her um, at the BTC awards this year and she'd been following me on, on Instagram and came up and said hi to me. And I was like, how have I, and I ended up, I was there alone and her name's Kristen Lumiere. She owns, I think her salon's called Lumiere Salon. And, um, we, I, I was there by myself and she came up to me and she's like, I just wanted to come and say hi to you. And she was with like a couple of her, I think one of her assistants and a staff. And I ended up hanging out with them the whole weekend and I didn't even know them. And I was like, how have I not been your friend before? Like, I almost feel like, I don't know. It was crazy. And I love her story and I love her vibe. And she's very, um, very, very transparent, um, with things that she posts on Instagram. And I really, really love that. And she does really beautiful work. So she's she's a cool chick and you know and I think what I admire about her and you know somebody like you is that 
you are you have a family and you have a you have kids and so does she and I I really look up to that because my 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 whole world is my career right now and so when I speak to people that who have a whole other world of them that is equally demanding if not more I'm like hats off to you man because I I feel like that is that is huge um it is almost like a double life (laughs) it is like a double life because I feel like sometimes I have a double life you know know just in my actual life day to day versus Instagram and my sister always laughs at me because she's like if only your followers knew what you were really like I'm like what am I really like and she's like you're just so goofy and (laughs) yeah she's like you're just so goofy and I'm like I think I'm still kind of goofy on Instagram it's like I show like my personality but um so to people who actually have that like a whole separate life like I really admire that and I'm like but how like but how Ooh, maybe we should do a mom series you should do a mom series because like, it is really beautiful. Moms who are like, killing it. Moms who are killing it because it would inspire me. Okay, maybe I could have a family because right now I'm like, <laughs> hell no. Like, don't touch me because I can't <laughs> have a family right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that would That's be amazing. Um, yeah. In in January, well, when by the time this comes out, we'll have already um, launched it. But the January series is the reason that this one's going to be coming so much later because we're actually recording this right now the end of Dece- uh, November is January is uh, all health and wellness experts. Oh, wow. Yeah, so super fun. It's going to be all um, yoga, Ayurvedic, um, health coaches, and spiritual guides. So Ooh, that is going to be... I can't wait. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. that's how January went. <laughs> that's, that, that's perfect. It's a yeah. great way to start the year. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Farhana. This was amazing. Thank you for taking your time to chat with us and share your amazing luminosity with the beauty industry. It's fabulous. Thanks so much. It was so fun to actually chat. Sometimes you don't, you're not sitting there and remembering all of your life's you know, things that have happened. So this was really fun for me yeah. too. Thank you so much. You're crushing it. I love following you and I love, Aww. you know, seeing how much you're growing and, you know, you're killing it. Thank you so much. Um, so that's all we got for today, but you can follow Farhana. It's xo.farhana. Yeah. Right? Yeah. On Instagram, the beige label and, you know, check out what she's got going on. And thank you for Hana. Thank you. We'll talk to you again. Bye. Sounds good. Bye.